copyright notice. The contents of this podcast, including intro music, are copyright Phantom Femme. The podcast artwork is copyright Isabeau of WAGproductions.org. This labyrinth, justice from the heart of the Phantom of the Opera. Hello, everyone. I am, as always, your host, Phantom Femme, and welcome to episode 21 of In This Labyrinth, my longest episode yet, although I didn't plan it that way. And as always, huge thanks to all listeners, old and new. I'm so glad you're all enjoying the show out there. And also, I always forget to say this, but huge thanks to to the newest pledger, person who pledged on my Patreon. That's really awesome, and I really appreciate it. And for any others who are interested, I'll give my Patreon URL with the rest of the usual contact info at the end of the episode. So... Because this month, August, was my 30th anniversary, love that term, the 30th anniversary of when I first became a Phantom fan, I've been doing a lot of sort of retrospective type stuff on my own social media. And in the spirit of that, for this episode, I wanted to do something kind of community focused. Something focusing on the awesome community of fans that's developed over the past 30-some-odd years since the show first opened. So I decided to air an interview I recently did with a fellow fan from from the Netherlands who's involved in a bunch of really cool-sounding phantom roleplays on Discord and in a bunch of phantom recording groups recording the ALW musical using this karaoke app called Smule, And I didn't even know that was a thing. But now that I do, I'm definitely going to check it out, because it sounds super fun. So I thought I'd air this interview to showcase both her experiences as a fellow fan and these really awesome-sounding projects in case others out there want to check them out as well. So Melissa Deitschvestein, and I do hope I'm not butchering that too much, is a Dutch autistic, visually impaired, musical fanatic and bookworm who performs in an amateur musical company, which is very cool, and who is also currently recording a number of musicals on the karaoke app Smule. She is recording as the female lead in the Rebecca the Musical recording group Hashtag Manderley Again, 
as understudy Christine in the Phantom Recording Group, hashtag Quarantine of the Opera, I love that name by the way, and as Meg in the other Phantom Recording Group, hashtag Music of Quarantine. Love that name too. And as an added bonus, she plays a clip from one of these recording group projects during the interview, so that's a bit of a special treat. Melissa is also involved in a number of phantom and multi-musical crossover role plays on Discord. Her introduction to phantom was the 2004 movie, but she says she's seen better phantom films since. And phantom was also her first West End musical. Lucky. She finds the story of Phantom relatable on many levels, including as a disabled woman and as a performer. So here's my interview with Melissa, and I hope you all enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Yes, okay, it's recording. This is good. Okay, so first of all, hi, Melissa, and thank you so much for coming on the show. This is super cool. Um, I, when listeners hear this, will have already given you a brief introduction from the bio thing you sent me, but why don't you just introduce yourself and tell everyone listening whatever you want to tell them about yourself and some of the cool stuff you do. We'll be getting into more of the cool stuff you do later, but why don't you just introduce yourself a bit and tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Well, okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Melissa Daudestein. Um, is that how you... Okay, my screen reader was totally getting your last name wrong. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get that with these Dutch last names. <laughs> so, yes. I am... from Europe, from the Netherlands to be exact. And and I perform in musicals on an amateur level in my spare time. And one of the ways I kind of continue that now is that I have entered into recording groups on the karaoke app Smule. That is very cool, and I definitely want to... um hear more about that because that sounds I didn't even know that was a thing um, and apparently it sounds like it's been going on for a while and that is very cool so I definitely want to hear more about that before we get into that though um, 
maybe tell us a bit about like how you got into Phantom. I gather you've been a fan for a while. <laughs> yes, that's certainly true. Mm, I think I was about fourteen. I gather, maybe even a bit younger. So, I've at least been a fan for a little over uh, uh, I think eleven years now. Oh, I'm If I indeed was 14 and I'm 25 now, that, oh, turning 26 in a few months, that would be a little over 11 years. I think, if I remember correctly, my first introduction to it was the Jarek, as you call it, and from there, er, I watched the 1925 movie with Lon Chaney, for example, and mm, mm, for my... Uh, for my 19th birthday, I went on a trip to London with my mom with my mom and saw Phantom on the West End. Oh, it was my I am envious. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. It was my very first West End show as well. Oh, oh wow! Oh, that is very cool. Yeah, yeah. I've I've mostly seen Phantom uh. here in Toronto and once on Broadway, but I've never yet had the chance to get to London uh, to see it there. But oh man, I'd love to. Of course, um, <laughs> it's a little closer to where you are than to where I am, but uh, <laughs> but still, that is. Very cool. Yes, definitely. And and we sat in the first row. Mm. Oh so, wow! So, so we had that chandelier go over our head, uh, our heads at the beginning and the end of the first act. Oh sweet! That is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah. I did. I sat. I sat that close a couple of times with the Pantages. That is always so cool. Yeah, and it feels actually as if you are wa or watching an watching an opera at the Palais Garnier, and we're there when or when that disaster happened. Uh-huh. Well, 
in in Toronto, they tended to drop the chandelier very slowly, so it didn't really scare anybody. Um, it was a bit of a non-event, but what was really always especially awesome was when you're sitting in the front center, you know, first four row center during the overture when it rises. That is really cool. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, that's honestly always been one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, and one of the souvenirs I have from that is the original London cast recording on oh, CD. Yeah. And of course, I also still have like my sort of playbill and and this big souvenir brochure with pictures and oh, yeah. the yeah, synopsis was... of the show. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, they actually included one in the London souvenir program? That's cool. I don't think they did in the Canadian ones. Well, they didn't in the little theater program, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I only ever looked at the pictures in my actual, like, purchased Canadian souvenir program. I didn't uh, actually read the text, because small print. <laughs> but... Yeah. But that would be uh, useful, because I know, like, the first time I saw Phantom, I knew I loved it, but I had no idea what the hell was going on on stage. <laughs> Like, the plot made no sense to me the first, until about, I think, the third time I saw it, until I'd actually read the libretto. Um, and then I'm finally, then I finally knew what the heck I was watching. But yeah, the first couple of times I, and I know, like, when we had Les Mis here, there was a detailed plot synopsis in the program, and it really helped. So yeah, it's good that they do that for Phantom, too, because I, you know, love Phantom, though I do, you do kind of need it. Yeah. And I also have, like, a Dutch translation of the original novel. Oh, cool. And it, de and it definitely also helps when you know the story. Yeah, yeah. Although, I'd read LaRue by then, but I actually didn't find it helped me follow the musical, because the actual sort of sequence of events is fairly different. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it definitely does help to have the basic foundation in the LaRue novel. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you said that even in the the motto's translation, mm, mm, they mentioned that Christine is nearsighted. Mm -hmm. And my director and friend Phoenix and I have thought about this question when we watched a video. We thought, yeah, if that is true, why hasn't Christine been played 
by visually impaired actors or actresses on the like in the like thir- thirty to thirty-four odd years. It's been playing all around the world, basically. Ah, unfortunately, the answer to that is because it's really hard for, as you've probably found too, it's really hard for, well, folks of any disability to break into professional theater, especially, especially music theater, and it's much more likely that a disabled character is going to be played by an able-bodied actor. That's one of the big pet peeves of, certainly in film, that's one of the big pet peeves of the disability rights movement oh yes yeah because it, it's it's totally true like, example, yeah it should be the a disabled character should be played by a disabled actor but you know we all know how often that doesn't happen yeah uh for example oh in wicked you have nessa rose who is wheelchair bound for or mo- for most of her her character arc. And, I did not know and, that. Cool. And she is mostly played by able-bodied actresses. First of all, that's very cool. I've never, I've heard some of the soundtrack, but I've never actually seen Wicked, so I did not know that. That is, I did not know there was a wheelchair using character in in wicked that is super cool it, it's been on my it's been on my list of things to see but i keep missing it every time it's in town yeah well for example oh one of the on one and one of the songs that's not included on in the soundtrack because of big plot spoilers <laughs> in that song Wicked Witch of the East you have these lines when Nessa Rose gets angry at her angry at Elphaba all of my life I've depended on you how do you think that feels all of my life I've depended on you and this hideous chair with wheels That's interesting, because I have to say a lot of, like, my wheelchair-using colleagues would not... Well, they, they would certainly agree with the frustration at being dependent on somebody else, because, you know, it is what it is, but it can be a pain in the arse. <laughs> mm-hmm. But certainly on, like, disability Twitter and stuff, like, most of, most of the really vocal wheelchair wheelchair peeps, you know, that I follow at least, you know, wouldn't describe their wheelchairs as hideous. They would describe them as, like, not, as, as you know, describe them as really their liberation and what allows them to actually get out and be mobile and you know really almost an ex- almost an extension of their body almost a almost a part of their body 
which I think is really cool. And I, I certainly, like, it's not, it's not the same thing by any means, but I get that, because, like, I use a white cane, and that is definitely, like, when I'm out traveling with it, it is an extension of me, definitely. Oh. For one oh, thing, yeah. it's what makes sure I don't break my neck. <laughs> yeah, like... For, for me, as well, as well. But I also use it as mine so other people see that I mm. don't see as well as they do. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, and for example, when I cross a street, drivers are, are obliged by law to stop. Yeah, and, and most of the time they do. Yeah, not... Yeah, not everyone does, unfortunately, but... <laughs> I don't know, are, are, are drivers more polite in the Netherlands than they are in North America? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Not... Not everyone... Not everyone, but most of them are, fortunately. Actually, t Toronto's not bad, I have to say, but oh boy, when I was in Quebec, man, they drive aggressively. Whoa. And it's interesting, I expected to find that when I went down to New York the one time, the one time I saw Phantom on Broadway. That was so wonderful. But I, but I actually, it wasn't too bad. Mind you, I was never traveling unassisted there, but still, I expected to be a lot more scared of the New York traffic, but it actually wasn't that bad at all. Ooh, Mind you, I was that's... there on a weekend. Hmm. That's a relief, and mm -hmm. that would be good to know, because mm -hmm. I, I would definitely love to see a show there sometime. Oh yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you know, if you're, you know, if you like, or at least if you don't mind, like, super big city? <laughs> well, I, I've been to I mean, the... It's huge, right? It, 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 it's huge hmm. and very, very, <laughs> very, you know, built up and urbanized and you know <laughs> i think they coined the phrase concrete jungle to describe new york which actually isn't true where we were there were actually there was actually a lot of greenery but uh but yeah it is it is definitely big <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, and i've been to cities like London, mm -hmm. Paris, and Vienna before. Oh, but... you've been to Paris? That is so cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
and both times I was on the Eiffel Tower. The view, oh, cool. oh, incredible. I have to ask it, of course, when you were there, did you get to see the Opera House? Um, well, not from up close, unfortunately. We were oh, bummer. We were planning to see it. We're planning to go there when mm, er, when I went to Paris with school some mm. years ago. The oh, cool. Um, um, that fell through, unfortunately, I think. I don't know. I don't remember why exactly, but... Mm. Oh, bummer. (laughs) I have seen pictures of it, and I'm amazed at how... how the backdrops recreated so well in the show. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so it's so cool. Ooh, you can definitely see that Maria Bjornsson and the people who helped her with the backdrops and and props and all that have done their research. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I gather they did and actually went to Paris and toured the Opera House literally top to bottom and I think actually got to see the roof and the cellars, which envy, 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 because normal tourists don't usually get to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, that would be, well, hopefully you'll get to do that someday. Hopefully all of us will, because of course that's like every fan's, <laughs> that's every fan's dream in life is to get to visit the Paris Opera House. Oh, yeah, yes. I even did, like, a paper on it for a class. Oh, cool. I had in in school, when I was still in school. Like, I, for example, I looked at pictures and researched when and how and why it was built and also it's so how it relates to the novel for example for example that accident for example the accident when one of the counterweights of the chandelier fell. Oh. Right. That's what inspired the fall of the actual chandelier itself. 
in the novel. Right, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, I heard that when that counterweight fell, yeah, I read that a concierge was killed. Right, right in the novel, he <laughs> Eric drops the chandelier on the head of the uh, concierge who's been hired to replace his box keeper, Madame Giry, in a really macabre message to the managers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you were telling me in the guest form that you sent in that you're um, involved in a whole bunch of these, um, I think you described them as like phantom recording groups, I think you mentioned them earlier on that karaoke app, which I've got to check out now, that's very cool, and I think in a mm -hmm. couple of phantom role plays as well, um, how did you get involved in first of all how did those get started and how did you get involved in them that's very cool well oh mm, oh mm, i met whom i mentioned earlier my friend and and director phoenix a few months ago when we duetted a song from an animated series we both like. Cool. And we really started to hit it off. And we basically chat every day now through la through line and then we got the idea to um, start a recording group for or Rebecca mm, that's an Austrian German language musical based on the English novel or Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Cool. I have to say yeah. I did not know there was a musical. I haven't read the novel. I've seen a couple of versions of a couple of movie versions of it, but I did not know there was a musical of it. Cool. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah. And and Phoenix translated the libretto for Rebecca to English with oh, cool. yeah yeah that's really cool with <laughs> a friend of hers who a friend of theirs who records the role of Maxim to my ich or I in this group. And he also 
records as the phantom to Phoenix's Christine in Music of Quarantine. Cool. So mm -hmm. it sounds like, so it started with the Rebecca recording, which is really neat. And then you guys decided to do a phantom one too? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Phoenix got, got, uh, got a VIP pass for about a week from someone and she thought well let's do auditions for, for the phantom recording groups because yeah groups we have two casts for phantom Cool. So, are these both on the like karaoke app thing, or like how how does how yeah. does this even work? How does this work? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. We all. Mm. Mm. Phoenix sense of the songs and scenes in chats and these like group collabs are open for about two weeks and we yeah and there's a list uh, who sings or speaks which part in the song or scene and we record them on our phones oh neat and then do they have does, does, does your director have to then like edit them all together or does the app do that for you? Mm. Uh, we use hashtags with the group names for that. And, and they are listed when and Mm, our director mm, er, makes the recordings public. You can see them. Mm, yeah. And you then, according to your choice, can see either the most popular one on top, the one that is most listened to, or the most recent one. Right. 
and you're saying you've got two phantom casts going here? Yeah. So, I think you were saying one's... I love this quarantine of the opera. <laughs> that is very cool. And then what's the other one? Mm, music of quarantine. Oh, cool. And quarantine of the opera sounds like it's phantom specific. Is is music of quarantine like just a phantom recording? Or do you guys do other musicals too? Um, no. Music of quarantine is just the phantom songs and scenes. Oh, cool. And so once you guys have, like, recorded the whole show, do you just go back and do it again, or... <laughs> have you not actually gotten through the whole show yet? Well, not yet. But we are... Nearly done with the first act. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The ensemble is recording the, you know, we are recording uh, Poor Fool He Makes Me Ela. Oh, right. the Ilmudo scene, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And once that one is done, and I think um, our Christine's roles and Phantoms have recorded or are recording, why have you brought us here? Raul, I've been there. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Cool. And after those are done and made public, the others will start. Christine's and Raul's or the understudies will start with all I ask of you, and it's reprise. Right. Yeah. And uh, which and you you say you sing in these, don't you? Were telling me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that's true. Mm. Mm. I have recorded. Say you can say um. Understudy covers of mm, Think of Me in Dutch. Um, cool. Uh, Wandering Child, Bravo, Monsieur. And um, mm, two recordings of All I Ask of You. And mm, uh, after, and when we started Phantom Groups, I am, um, as of now, 
recording for the role of Meg in Music of Quarant in Quarantine of the Opera. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Notes Prima Donna was pretty difficult. Yeah, that's what I was wondering when when I was asking about how because you've got all these people rec- like recording the different parts and but how do they all get synced together so that they actually work <laughs> as as a that must take some audio, audio editing on the part of your director or somebody. Wow. Well, not uh, not really, but we did get uh, vocal guides, so to speak, for each indivi- for each individual part. So we can, so we could practice. Yeah. Because, well, you can definitely not use a recording from a CD or something like that to practice with because it's just a cacophony of no. (laughs) Yeah, no, especially if you have to learn one of the inner parts like Raoul or Meg or Madame Jury, you can't hear them well enough, no. Yeah, that's true. So, those vocal guides really helped. Cool. I mean, yeah, I didn't get everything right in those recordings, but I got the basic gist of it, I think. For cool. Yeah. And, and I must say the casts we have assembled for Mandrelay again and and the phantom groups are amazing. Yeah, it sounds incredibly cool. I'm definitely going to have to check this out and give it a listen, because it, it sounds really fabulous, I gotta say. So, I mean, they're called Music of Quarantine and Quarantine of the Opera. Did these basically just sort of come up as, like, is, is this something that I guess your director Phoenix Phoenix had had in mind for a while, or did this just come up as an idea of like how to keep yourself from going bonkers during lockdown, or was or was it more a thing of oh my god, phantoms closed during lockdown? How do we have some like phantom fix, or like how did that get going? Well, I think a bit of all of that base. That that we thought like 
wah ya Phoenix and Daytona had that idea for a while oh but it was also like okay how do we how do we kill time and <laughs> keep ourselves somewhat sane somewhat sane aside from um hashtag Manderley again right yeah 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 i can say well it's 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 a really great it sounds like a really great initiative because i mean i know like there's been you know from andrew lloyd weber officialdom like the night the mm, come on brain the 25th anniversary has been a little like streamed a couple of times but as wonderful as the 25th anniversary concert version is and it is it's not the same thing as seeing the show live with like new and vibrant cast. So this is a really cool idea. I'm so glad someone came up with it and the fact that the like the technology allows this to happen. That is super cool. Yeah, it really is. And it sounds Definitely. like fun too. Yeah, it is. It's so cool. Like for example, oh, the role plays also really help to getting to get into character. For example, for I in Manderley again, and yes, I am recording the female lead for that one. It's oh, cool. And so cool. I'm, I'm reading the novel and watching several adaptations for Rebecca as well, as well to cool. like get inside her head. And, oh, and it also helps in terms of characterization for uh, Christine, when I actually would need need to step up for Phoenix at some point. Yeah, you mentioned before when we were just chatting that you're involved in a couple of phantom role plays. Are those like, I take it those are like online role plays uh yeah on discord oh cool so like what are how did how did you get involved in those that's cool mm. yeah mm. uh phoenix had this idea for like role play with several all characters from 
different musicals. And the first time we tried, it was in like a college setting. But that one didn't really get started right, right. except for Phoenix and me. No one was really role-playing a lot. Oh, bummer. But but now, we are... Uh, 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 we have the setting as like a, a small town which does have an opera theater and we have several channels for the settings like the the theater several characters houses mall a nightclub an abandoned church a hotel oh cool so yeah you were telling me earlier that like one of the role plays you're doing is like a phantom rebecca crossover <laughs> yes cool yeah that's true and the setting is manderley in this one so the like the and uh, so on that server there are several channels for for the locations on the estate agents on the estate like like Christine's guest suite master bedroom um, the gardens the hall the ballroom Neat. Neat. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it really is. And yeah, and you can say there's quite a lot of drama in both of those because like because in the mixed one Chris in eventually get into a get into a relationship the phantom get the phantom gets jelly and it is his murderous stalker with a crush cell <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, we, 
that we all know and love, right? <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, N not that I can't condone what he does. No, Absolutely of not. But it does make for good drama. Yeah. 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 For example, oh, he got arrested. Um, oh, he got arrested. There was a trial. Oh, but guess who showed up at the masquerade shortly after? Shortly after Christine and Eve's engagement. Oh, cool! Right. <laughs> and, and and now preparations for Don Juan are in full swing for that one. Oh, cool! Uh, one uh, and we had the and we had the encounter and we encounter him once again at the graveyard. Oh, er, cool. And, and, and before that, we received more threatening notes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So the phantom part of that sounds like it's Lloyd Webber based more than LaRue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And in another, that's pretty funny. In another one, I, I am role playing as Erica, a fan phantom, so to speak. <laughs> Right, really you're interesting. Telling me, uh, yeah, you were telling me about that earlier. That one of the role plays you do is, well, with the Phantom as a female character. So is it totally gender reverse? Like, is the Christine equivalent or the Christine equivalent a guy, or is it like how is that? Um, mm. How do you guys do that? Well, no, oh. no. Oh no, it's only the Phantom who got gender bent. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, but what I have her do, what I have Erica do is like uh, like posing as a man when she does the ghost tricks I mean like for example you know ventriloquist you can throw your voice mm -hmm. so you can also make it and if you can do that you can also make it sound more masculine right 
because I also because I know at that time at the time the story takes place you were already at a disadvantage when you are disabled old or disfigured but as a woman that adds even more of a disadvantage oh definitely yeah so ooh, she would definitely be like okay no one will take my threat seriously I don't think anyone will really take my threats seriously when they know, when they hear them from a female voice. So, when they hear them in a female voice. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. They would want to present, appear is not the right word because they're not letting themselves be seen, but yeah, present with a more masculine voice to have their <laughs> attempt at intimidation, at intimidation be taken more seriously. Yeah, definitely. That is very cool. So it's a like, period set role play not a modern one not a like modern setting mm, no oh the phantom role play we do is not a modern one It is set in like the that one is set in like the eighteen eighties. Cool. That is very, very, very neat, especially the gender reversed role play. That's a very cool idea. Who's was that who like how did that how did that come about? Oh, mm. Phoenix and her friend Ellie started the role play as Christine and Raul. Oh, neat. And, and then they he asked me, he, he, for the role of the phantom and mm, I thought at first mm, I don't know if I can pull that off I mean I do ooh, relate to this case relate to his character when it comes to the creative thing and the the 
disability side of it. But, but then you have the... Um, I could pull off the that seductive side and the sweet, the kind of sweet nurturing angel of music facade. But uh, I didn't know if I could pull off the murderous stalker with a crush <laughs> side of the character. And uh, I eventually thought, well, I could try. And then Phoenix and I eventually got the idea like, hey, what if it was, what if that voice Christine heard was a woman's voice? That is very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, and I think I can relate. I can get inside the character's head as well. Oh, ever since I start this, I do most of my. I do my role plays in first person because for I, you sort of have to mm -hmm. because the original novel is narrated by the second Mrs. De Winter and Rebecca, you know, and mm -hmm. so, so that m makes more sense. But now I do it for all the characters. Also, characters like Mrs. Danvers, Christine, Erica. Yeah. Oh wow that 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 is very that is very cool, and I have to say. I love the um, gender-reversed phantom roleplay because, you know, as I've talked about on the podcast before, I, I, I love how that adds a kind of a queer element to the story. That is really neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I really like that a lot and in the like the modern multi-musical role play we also added a queer element i think you can say in 
Oh, is that in the, the one that you guys what? sort of set in the small town with the opera theater? Yeah. In yeah, in the relationship between ich or I and Christine. Oh, neat. So you're saying that's a that's a multi musical role play, so like you're throwing in characters from all different shows? Yeah, from well, several different shows. Mm, for example, we have two people role playing mm, JD and Veronica from Heather's and Eurydice from Hades Town and Alice from Alice by Heart. Okay, I have to admit I haven't heard of any of those shows, but they sound interesting. <laughs> yeah. That oh. is. That is very cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And for example, at one point, Christine and Ich went to JD's house. They did. They didn't know where. They didn't know where else. else to go they just didn't feel safe they just didn't feel safe with Eric still roaming around freely and and, and threatening Christine and E. Later of whom he already tried to kill once. I love it. This is like interactive fanfic. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the a Phantom Rebecca crossover as well. You can definitely say that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I, I noticed that in all of these Phantom is the Phantom character is sort of in the jealous, murderous stalker role in Christine's in relationships with somebody else. No uh, EC plot lines, eh? <laughs> no, no, because both Phoenix and I know oh, that that relationship would ne never work. Irk. It, it's just so toxic. Eric is a toxic person. And, and toxic person... And toxic people are toxic for a reason. 
he just has to learn that just because your life sucks, that doesn't mean you can march up to people and declare that they owe you something. True, true, true. So, yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, well, sorry. So, really, for example, we don't get get the plot of Love Never Dies at all. It's like, what? Oh, don't get me started. I'm going to do a whole episode on L&D at some point. But yeah, the plot of that is... I agree with you guys there. The plot is demented. Personally, I'm a hardcore Eric shipper, whether I have him end up with Christine or someone or someone else. I, like, I freely admit I've been a hardcore Eric shipper from the beginning, <laughs> but I see what you mean. He does have a lot of issues and would need to do a lot of work to learn how to have a healthy relationship. Yes, and... As you said in your episode about violence and how it relates to the Phantom story, he does not whatsoever have any model or any idea of how a healthy interhuman relationship works. No, well, and, and I don't know if you've ever yet read Susan K, but yeah, she portrays that really brilliantly. Like his, even, even LaRue and Lloyd Webber hint at it, though, that like, yeah, Eric's, the role models Eric's had for relationships have not been good ones. No. No, they have no. not. No, he has not had people modeling healthy relationships for him at all. No. Definitely not. And it's also how I'm handling in Erica. Like, for example... I would get that she is this trustful of men. Mm, yeah. That as a woman, this character would be distrustful of men. Mm. I thought, yeah, for all he know, her father. Or, like, died of shame or left or left her mother or maybe left her mother because he was he was so ashamed of the way his daughter looked his daughter looks right oh wow that's gonna be some interesting backstory to get into yeah 
and I mean, I really think in neither of Eric's parents have really been mm, mm, the loving parents he he needed. Yeah, all all the all the canon versions show that yeah, Eric that Eric's home life was pretty screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. S Susan K, you know, portrays Eric's home life being a real you'll excuse the expression mind fuck and LaRue <laughs> and yeah, and LaRue, yeah, kind of implies the same thing, although he doesn't go into details and yeah, Lloyd Webber definitely implies that in the final layer too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The whole, oh, this face, which earned a mother's fear and loathing, a mask, my first. Unfeeling scrap of, of clothing. Cool. It, it comes too late. Turn around and face your fate. Yeah, that part of it. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the line I was thinking of. Very cool. And Speaking of, I you mentioned that you had a couple of recordings of your from the Phantom. I keep wanting to say karaoke groups, but the Phantom recording groups that you wanted to play for us. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I was also thinking, mm, there is definitely truth in Christine's response to that the this haunted face holds no horror for me now it's in your soul that the Yeah, yeah, I mean, not quite the way she means it then, in the sense I still don't think she really gets it till a little bit later in that scene, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Here. Uh huh. Mm. These are a few of the understudy covers I did. It before we were we started the official 
recordings for the phantom groups. Cool. fabulous yeah cool right we oh exceedingly cool exceedingly cool and uh yeah man it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun and it sounds like you guys really got into the acting yeah uh definitely That is super fantastic. So, if people want to, like, check that out and go listen to the the various Phantom recording, or the other recording groups, but, you know, I'm assuming folks will be particularly interested in the Phantom ones, how would, how would folks go check that out? Mm. Yeah, I... We'll definitely send you some links. 
inks and and if they are uh, and if there are, are any other listeners active on they can find the groups through hashtag music of quarantine and hashtag quarantine of the opera. Those are the phantom groups. And the Rebecca group is hashtag Manderlay again. Cool. Oh, so you have to be active on the Smuel app to to listen? Mm, no. Oh, not particularly. You can li- listen to the recordings through well, to some of the recordings through the links I will send. Cool. Yeah, if you can send me those, that would be great, and I will definitely put them in the show notes for, in the, like, well, in the blurb and the blog post for this episode, and I hope folks will check that out, because it it sounds really fabulous. It sounds like <laughs> such a great project, really. And I hope it I hope it keeps going long after we're all out of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. De- definitely. Mm. Uh, I think there might be plans for several others there. Oh, you were saying there might be plans for more of these recording groups? That would be cool. Yeah, for... Yeah, I mean, recording groups for several... Oh... Oh... Musicals after this one, I think. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be very cool if they do other musicals after this, because, yeah, that, uh, well, the ones that you've, the ones that you've got, well, that, that excerpt from the Phantom recording, which, which Phantom group was that from, by the way? Um, that, that was my, that was one of my understudy recordings for music of quarantine like um mm, 
because Phoenix had this idea, okay, before we officially start, before we start the official recordings, we will let the understudies for the major roles pick, uh, pick a few songs that they can record. Cool. And our and the Phantom understudy he cho chose Wandering Child. And one of the Christine understudies, for example, chose Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again. Cool. And the Raul understudy for, for, and I recorded All I Ask of You with both of the Raul understudies. Cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. So. Wow. So, um, yeah. So is there anything else in, so is there anything else you wanted to, that is all very cool and fantastic. And as I said, I hope people check out those recording groups because they sound really awesome. Oh, and how can people check out the role plays if they want to like look in on those or get involved or, uh, Hmm, let's see. Those are on Discord. Mm. Or if anyone has that. That's mm. a sort of chat app, isn't it? Or chat program? I'm uh, not very familiar with it. Mm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's actually what my podcast website uses for comments, but I have no idea how it works. So, because the website handles all of that for me. So, folks have to be on Discord to, to check out the role plays? Mm. I... Yeah. But... But, uh, for example, I can also see, yeah, maybe, maybe I could send some mm, screenshots of a few scenes as well. And... Mm, let's see. Also, my mm, mm, 
let's see. My nope. Mm. Well, if if folks are mm. on Discord, if folks are on Discord, like how would they search or look up the Phantom Role Plays? Mm. Uh. Mm. I'm looking to see if I can. Mm. If I can get to my, if I can, get to my profile. If anyone wants to get in contact with me there. Oh, cool! Yeah. The next thing I was going to ask is, like, if people want to get in contact with you, or if you want people to get in contact with you, like, how can, what's the best way for them to do that? Mmm. Mmm. On Discord. Mmm. Or, my name is... Mmm. Melissa1926 with a capital N. Um, and hashtag 3711. Mm. Oh, Melissa1926. So, like. Sorry, it sounded like you said capital N. So like Melissa and then nineteen twenty six written out or like spelled um, out or the numbers? No, uh, the numbers. Okay. Twenty six. Okay, cool. And that's how people can find you on Discord. Neat. Mhm. Mm and uh. Is that, then you're saying that's sort of the best way for people to find mm. you and probably the best way for them to sort of, through you, find the Phantom role plays? Uh, find them through your profile on Discord? Uh, yeah. And if, um, yeah, if, um, I don't know if they can get access to the servers, those role plays are on from there, but uh, because those are surfers made by Phoenix and a friend of hers. Right, but I assume like once they find the role plays, they can like ask to join or something like that. Is that how it works? Or just, or ask to be able to read. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not at all familiar with Discord, so I don't know how that would work. 
maybe i don't know Ooh. Mm, i'm not sure about that but i don't know if they will be able to see the servers i am on on through my profile on discord but but maybe e e they can ask phoenix if they want if they want to join um, for example mm. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that would be very, very cool. And yeah, if you can send me links to that and to the uh, recording groups, I will definitely put those in the blurb and especially in the blog post for this uh, interview episode so that uh, folks can check that out because I... I imagine that would be something that a lot of folks will really be interested in checking out because it sounds very awesome and very fun. And it, it sounds like you guys are having a real blast doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. For example, in the Phantom Rebecca crossover, we just had the first meeting between Eric and Christine in some in some time mm -hmm. and she's left and I wrote like so, so it Mm. I wrote like what? It really is you. I screamed as I realized I was not dreaming. I hoped this would only be a nightmare. It is clear to me now. I said through hot tears. Who how could I think? I would ever be able to start over without this ghost from the past haunting me again. I said angrily, what are you doing here? In the response, you know exactly why I'm here, my angel. To hear you sing for me and to claim what is mine. I'm sure it'll be a much simpler affair or now. Ooh, Eric said, faking sympathy, daring to brush his hand against Christine's cheek. She was still as beautiful as ever. However, I do suggest you not scream. We wouldn't want to wake up 
your ever so generous hosts. If they happen to get in my way, well, you know all too well what will happen. Yes, I heard a man fitting your description was around here, and I know what you're capable of more than anyone else. I said as I recoiled from his touch. How dare you! After all the harm you have caused me and those around me already. I understand that your life has been nothing but pain, suffering and heartache for you. But don't you see you inflicted that on me as well? And now you're doing it again. I said as I sprinted towards the door. Oh, wow. So that's from the Phantom Rebecca crossover roleplay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he just snuck into her guest suite in the middle of the night. Cool. Well, I mean, not the action, but the roleplay. Very, 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 very cool. So, yeah, I hope uh, <laughs> that sounds like a huge amount of fun. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, folks can check that out and see the whole plotline, because there's some really great writing there, by the way, that's really beautifully written. Thank so. you. Oh, yeah. I I haven't been role-playing for long, but I think I'm definitely getting the hang of it now. Cool. And, like, there, too. There, too, it sounds like you're really getting into the character and getting into the acting that was really expressively read. Thanks. Yeah, it's so cool doing this. It also really helps get into the characters for the recording groups, as I said earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um... My goodness. Um, so we've been talking now for actually over an hour and a half. So this is awesome and fantastic. Um, and uh, thank you. So, yeah, thank you so much for such a great chat and a great interview. It's been really fun. I think I should probably, I mean, unless there's anything else you like really want to talk about i should probably maybe end it here just because we've been on for an hour and 40 minutes um which is <laughs> a long episode which is i think probably the longest episode i'll have yet done um but that's cool oh. it's been lots of really great stuff and that was really awesome getting to hear the recording of the uh uh from the the phantom i keep wanting to say phantom karaoke groups Mm. But, um, 
yeah, is there anything else you wanted to uh, talk about before wrapping up? Yeah, well, I don't know, but I think you can definitely see that I that I have that I can really relate to the characters of Eric and Christine on several levels. Like, for example, there are, yeah, as a performer, for one, but there also as a disabled person and, and like the whole being undervalued and mm, uh, yeah for example when I was four I had an I had the sort of tests done and mm, someone on um, from kind of I think a sort of social services you can call it concluded from that that I should go uh, that I I would not be able to learn anything in whatsoever. Oh, that's ridiculous. Er, and that I should go oh as sort of to sort that I that going to school would not work work for me. Ooh. But but I'm so oh happy that my parents parents didn't li didn't listen to that nonsense because by now oh 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 I have a, I have taught myself. English since I was about since I was about six. Cool. Uh, I and yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, you're right. So that conclusion was ridiculous. I mean, I was only four. How could I know that, that uh, results like that would come mm, uh, mm, out of that? 
maybe I had a bad day or something when I had to do those tests. I can barely, I was only, as I said, I was only four. I can barely remember anything about that. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also that music and singing in particular is one of my main forms of express forms of expression and I heard you are a musician and a singer yourself. So so I bet you can relate to that too. Oh, definitely, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, very definitely. So, thanks very much for sharing all that and for coming on the show and for telling us all about the awesome stuff you do with the recording groups and the role plays that's <laughs> very very that's very very neat i had well i mean i'd heard of phantom role plays obviously i didn't know what was happening on discord but obviously you know i've heard of it in other forms but the recording groups are something i didn't even know was a thing that's such a fabulous um project and such a great thing to be doing right now when we're all you know stuck in social distancing and missing the flagship productions and missing live the missing the heck out of live theater and uh yeah yeah miss, missing being able to go see phantom so yeah that's a great thing to be doing yeah. right now so thank you yeah. so much for coming on and telling us all about that and yeah if you will send links to where folks can check that out i will definitely put that um in the blog post and yeah in, the, in particular in the blog post for this it might be a bit much to put much content to put in the blurb because those need to be short but i can definitely put it in the blog post um for this episode and so you're saying people can find you on discord and i should have looked at your um <laughs> guest form before starting this episode but i was running late um any social media where you want people to follow or follow or like or whatever you mm. so yeah i also have Smule and Instagram. Oh yeah. Uh, mm, uh, I follow. I follow the uh, profile for the podcast there there as well. Oh. That, that's one of the profiles I follow on Instagram now. Oh, cool. So how can folks find you on Instagram? Mm. Yeah. 
Um, my profile name is uh, um, Davestein Melissa. Oh, so your last name, then your first name? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. But all in the smaller letters and connected together. Okay, I'll put that in the blog post too so people can see the spelling. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're, and then... you're and <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure and I also think you would definitely be something for you as well because there are several uh, um, music genres you can do. You, you can basically record any genre of music whatever oh, cool. you're whatever you're interested in whether it's musical pop rock oh that is very cool and I, I, I should have asked this before so smule how do you s-m-u-l-e is that how you yeah yes cool <laughs> and like it's an app that you can find just on like the app store, the Apple app store or like Google Play or something uh, like that? Uh, yeah. Cool. That is definitely, yeah, that is definitely something to check out. I'm definitely, <laughs> uh, -huh, uh, just S spare time is under social distancing. I keep taking on extra projects that I probably shouldn't, so like spare time's become a bit of a joke, but I definitely I definitely <laughs> intend to check that out when possible because it sounds super fun. Okay then. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And my profile there is Melissa eighteen sixty four. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, folks should definitely check that out, too. Thank you. Okay, then. It has been absolutely lovely chatting with you. It's been really fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about all this awesome stuff. And, um, you know, hopefully maybe we'll do it again at some point <laughs> when you guys do more um, new musicals with the recording groups. Yeah, you're welcome. I definitely hope so, too. It was a pleasure and really nice to get to know you as well. Aw, aw, thanks very much. Yeah, it was fun getting to know you, too. So that was my interview with Melissa. And I really hope you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed doing it. 
We had a great chat, both during the interview and before and after. It was really fun. And she did send me links to more clips from the recording groups, so, as I said, I will definitely put those in the blog post for this episode. And I hope you'll stay tuned for the next one. In the meantime, of course, you can get in touch with the show in all the usual ways. You can tweet to and follow at ITL Podcast. You can like or follow In This Labyrinth, Justice from the Heart of the Phantom of the Opera on Facebook. You can also join the In This Labyrinth group on Facebook. You can send an old-fashioned email to inthislabyrinth at yahoo.com. And last but not least, you can check out the podcast website at https colon slash slash inthislabyrinth.fireside.fm. And of course, you can also leave a rate or review on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever app you listen to the show on, which would be really great and very much appreciated, as it'll help more people be able to find the podcast. Finally, if you're in a position to be able to do so, and I really understand that not everyone is, you can also support the show and check out some of the other stuff that I do on my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash phantomfem. So thank you all out there for listening. I'm glad you're all enjoying the show. Stay safe, stay well, wear masks and wash your hands, and have a great and phantom-filled time till next episode. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters and do not reflect the views of the host, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Cameron McIntosh, the Really Useful Group, or any other person or entity. In addition, this podcast is not in any way affiliated with Andrew Lloyd Webber, the Really Useful Group, Cameron McIntosh, or with any other person or entity involved in the production of any version of Phantom.